You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the trouble with the foolish virgins is that they did exactly what you're supposed to do. They had enough oil in their lamps to last for the evening, to make it through the wedding and the wedding feast. They had done this before. They knew how it worked. You get dressed. You fill up your lamp. You go to meet the other attendants. Then the cry comes. The bridegroom's there. You follow them into the hall for the wedding and the feast. No problem. Now, I would imagine that these foolish virgins, when they gathered together with the five wise virgins, and they saw them showing up with their gallon of extra oil, they would roll their eyes. What are they doing? What's that for? What, do they think they're going to be up all night? Don't they know how wedding works? Don't they know what, what happens here? But look, this is the problem. This is not a normal wedding because this is not a normal bridegroom. And here, in fact, is the mystery of the parable. The foolish virgins do the expected thing. The wise virgins were a little bit strange. But it is this groom who is completely out of order. Now, imagine it yourself. The wedding is scheduled for noon. It's 11 o'clock and everyone's getting ready for the wedding. But there's no groom. And then noon comes. And there's still no groom. Two o'clock. Three o'clock, five o'clock, eight o'clock, no groom. And by now the guests have dispersed, they've gone to have a little dinner, and they've went to bed. And you would have too, with great disappointment, because if there's no groom, there's no wedding. And everyone, except for these five wise virgins, who know apparently how it is with his groom... Everyone doubts that the groom is coming. But these five wise virgins know the groom. They know how it is with him. They know that it may not look like it, but that he keeps his promises. He will come. If he said he will be at the wedding, he will be at the wedding. It might not be the normal time. In fact, it's probably not going to be the normal time with this groom, the expected time or the convenient time. In fact, it might be the worst possible time in the middle of the night, but he will come. He's promised it. And these virgins know that it's not going to be when he's supposed to come. That that's simply the kind of bridegroom he is. Their excessive oil is testimony of this. That they are wise. And their wisdom is this. They know that this bridegroom is always trustworthy. And they know that this bridegroom is always a surprise. And this is your Jesus. He never comes when he's supposed to. And certainly he never comes when you expect him. He's late to his own party, but he is not slow as some are in the habit of counting slowness, but patience, but patient because his waiting has a purpose. He is long-suffering, and He knows better than us what the right time is. And His delay has this goal, your salvation. In fact, not only does Jesus not come when He's supposed to, He just never does what you expect Him to do at all. 
He's terrible at meeting our expectations. I mean, imagine how it was in his first coming. The entire Jewish nation was expecting the Messiah to come and wreak havoc on the Romans, set up a throne and a kingdom to come with great power and great might. Even the disciples were expecting this kind of victory. Lord, can we sit with you on your right hand and on your left when you come into your kingdom? But Jesus says, you don't know what you're asking. You don't know what you're talking about. And I suppose we have this temptation constantly to think that we know what Jesus should do, how he should act, how our lives should be. But here is the thing with this one, with this Savior, with this bridegroom, with this Jesus. He doesn't act like you expect him to. And I'll tell you the thing that nobody expected. And that's his cross. To hand himself over to the Sanhedrin and to the Romans and to God's wrath and to die. Now that's unexpected. That's a surprise. In fact, the greatest surprise ever. But that's just how it is with your Jesus. With your bridegroom. This today is the last Sunday of the church year. And today, and then again in a couple of weeks on the second Sunday in Advent, we consider the second coming of Jesus and the last day. And we meditate today and in a couple of weeks more fully on our confession that we make every week. He will come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead. Now, normally, when we consider these things, we are reminded that the last day could be at any moment. And this is true, that it could be today, that Jesus could return at any time. This teaching is the doctrine of the imminence of the return of Jesus. And it is absolutely true according to the Scriptures. Today could be the last day. The day that the Lord returns in glory to raise the dead, to call all people before His face, to judge the world, to bring us to the new heaven and the new earth where righteousness lives. So we're ready for this. That is, we have faith. Now, oftentimes, I think we we consider this readiness to be kind of a purging of our own sin. So, So that if Jesus comes, we don't want Him to catch us doing something that we shouldn't be doing. Like the mom who comes into the kitchen in the middle of the night and flips on the light and finds, uh, and finds the kids or the husband with his hand in the cookie jar. So we don't want to be caught doing what we shouldn't be doing. What, what do you do when people are coming over? You clean the house. And this is how I think we think of the second coming, that Jesus is coming over so we better clean up our act. Now it's true, you should clean up your act. You should be mindful of your sin. And you should be afraid of God. It's the first commandment. We fear, love, and trust in God above all things. We should not continue to live in sin and darkness because everything that's secret will be made public and the light will shine into the darkness. But to be ready to be afraid is only the first and least important part of what it means to be ready for the Lord's coming. To sorrow over our sin and over our sinfulness is only the first part of repentance. The second part is faith. A trust in the Lord's promise. And specifically the promise of the forgiveness of sins. And this is what it means to be ready for Jesus, to be repentant. So that faith knows that Jesus is coming and that he is coming for us to deliver us and to rescue us, and to save us. Faith knows this, that the one who is coming for you is the one who died for you, the one who bled for you, the one who even now is praying for you before the Father's face, and the one who is coming because he loves you. And this faith sets us up for the long haul.
You see, it could be that Jesus is coming today. It could be that he's coming in a thousand years. This is one of the mysteries of the parable. He's not a normal bridegroom. He doesn't come when you expect him to. His coming is a surprise, an unexpected surprise, a sure and certain surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. The one who does not know how to lie has promised, I will come for you. And so we wait. Faith waits with a longing and a yearning and a great desire to see the face of Jesus and to hear his voice. Because on that face is a smile and on those lips are those blessed words, well done, good and faithful servant. And look, we're sinners. You guys are sinners. I'm a sinner. And we know it. And we know that Jesus should come and wallop us. He should come and send us to the eternal judgment that we deserve. But faith knows also his cross. That all of God's wrath was dumped out on Jesus so that now you are wrapped up in his righteousness and his holiness and perfection and you are safe from the judgment of God. Or better, you are resting in the judgment of God. His judgment that you are perfect and holy and righteous and innocent and blessed. And with this, we look for that last day, for that soon coming day with longing and with hope. Remember, there's two ways that a child waits for their dad to come home. There's the waiting of having broken the mirror because you're playing football in the dining room after your mother told you to stop five times and she said, go to your room and just wait until your dad gets home. That's one kind of waiting. You remember that? <laughs> but there is another kind of waiting. The kind of waiting where you can hardly pull your face away from the window. The kind of waiting that is inspired by your mom who said, I talked to your dad and he told me he had a very special surprise for you when he gets home. <laughs> and dear saints, this is our Christian waiting. We can hardly keep our eyes off of heaven. Because we have a glimpse in the scriptures of what is coming. This great wedding feast of the Lamb. We have a glimpse of Jesus with all of his glory. Taking us from sin and death and sorrow. Wiping away all of our tears. Giving us the, the gift of the resurrection of the body and fullness of life. Peeling us out of the slavery to sin and the bondage of corruption and welcoming us into his kingdom where eternal life will be. Where we'll sing with the angels and talk with the saints and rejoice in the presence of God and our Savior Jesus Christ without end, forever and ever. So we long for that day. We, we desire that day. We pray for that day. And even if that day tarries, another day or another week or another century, we have those jugs of oil that testify to our wisdom that we know that Jesus never does what we expect. But we also know the one who surprised us with the cross and will surprise us with his second coming. We know that this one cannot lie. He who promised it is faithful. And he will come again. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.